0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday, March 25th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'm joined by my co-host here on Thursday afternoons, Mr. AJ Shulo. AJ, what's up, man? I see Mr. Conor McGregor and Mr. Floyd Mayweather behind you on the poster there.
1: Oh, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, I got to get in the the fighting spirit. Uh, Conor's fight just got announced with Poirier for the trilogy, so you know I just got to put it up now. It's been up, but uh, no, uh, it's glad to be talking with you again. I'm glad that we were able to make this a regular thing now. It's always good to, to hear your opinion, have a our discussions as usual so uh yeah looking forward to getting into 260 with you
0: yeah absolutely man and like i said you know um there's some other fights that have been added to this card in the last couple days well at least one fight was added one fight we had like we really had no idea about that morales young fight i was told last weekend that fight was off and there was another reporter that said it was off so i was like okay it's off and then fast forward to yesterday at the media day and and shane young's there and you're like is this fight on again there was a lot of confusion there were some rumors anthony Burchak might have like slipped into that slot or something on short notice. But ultimately, we do uh, keep this fight. But uh, the Alonzo Manafield fights changed. He was supposed to fight William Knight. Uh, He's taking on Fabio Now, I'm not going to lie, AJ. I was going to bet on William Knight. I really liked Knight there. I thought he had a huge grappling advantage. I thought he had a huge advantage in cardio um, and durability. So I actually kind of liked him. I don't know what you were thinking about that fight. I actually liked Knight, though. What were you thinking?
1: Uh, I was actually a little bit more on Manafield, but it was a completely unbattable fight, for my opinion. They're just... They're just so green, and, like, I, I like them both, but, I mean, they just have so many holes in their game. It's just not a fight that I really like to bet on, that sort of thing.
0: Totally understandable, man. Um, but we do have a short replacement here, Fabio Charron. so we'll get into that fight. And one other note here, this is why we have the update show on Thursday, AJ, because, like, these cards don't really last long anymore, not in the COVID era. You're always going to have a few updates. Um, the other fight that was, it's not, it's been postponed, I guess. I uh, handed Goldie and Jessica Penny, so we'll save that fight. I did break it down on Tuesday's show, but. Um, it's going to take place on April 17th, fight, am not mistaken. Let's get this uh, question here. You know what? Before we get into those fights, let's, let's talk about this because uh, Dana White just uh, said to uh, Aaron Bronson that cor- he confirmed Poirier turned on the title shot. He wants the uh, the trilogy with Connor. I don't blame him at all, man. I mean, this is a young man's sport. And, you know, get in, you get out, you make much, as much money as you can and get out. So I can't blame him at all. I mean, like usually you want to be the champ to make more money, right? But in this case, AJ, I'm pretty sure McGregor's the, the money fight, right? as you can see behind you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I respect, I mean, I've always liked Dustin Poirier as a fighter. I respect whichever decision he wants to make. He's been in the fight game long enough. He knows exactly what he wants to do. So more power to him. If he wants to fight Connor for some more money, plus he gets a trilogy um he could he could write that wrong if if you want to put it that way um and who knows maybe if he beats connor um or maybe even if he doesn't he does get a title shot afterwards so it's not as if um, yeah. people might be thinking like oh well because dustin's fighting connor like for sure that means he's not going to fight for the belt no there's always a possibility that he could fight for the belt in the future who knows where dustin is at um his stock is extremely high right now as we know so so the man could has a lot of uh has a lot has a lot of authority uh if you will and um I brought this up on Twitter too. I mean, it's also another blessing in that we get to see Chandler versus Oliveira for the title shot. And I know that that's gotten a little bit of uproar, but for my liking, that is a sell. I mean, that that will sell. Let's just talk about all Newsman last week. That will sell. I will watch
0: it. I know you will watch it too.
1: Of course. Right <laughs> now. So.
0: Well, we yep. watch everything, AJ, to be fair. <laughs> we watch every <laughs> single card. But like for casual fans, Michael, you see Michael Chandler in a poster. You're like, who's that guy? He's jacked. He's a great fighter. Like, that's a guy you can sell, right? I've got to be honest, man. I I think that you could have given it to Gaethje instead. He is higher ranked, but he is coming off a loss too. So I can't blame them really for doing this. And also Oliveira obviously should have been in there. So, you know, if it was up to me, it would have been poor Oliveira, which is what the UFC probably wanted to do. And they decided, hey, Dustin doesn't want this fight. We're going to give it to Michael Chandler instead. Gaethje's pissed off, but he just had his title shot. and know it was against Habib though. That's the thing. It was against Habib, right? So it's like, yeah. And people are like, oh, he's four and three in the UFC, but look who he's fought, man. Like he's... He's probably the best four and three fighter in UFC history. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's crazy, right? Like that—that's the worst way you can break down a fighter by being like, he's four and three in the UFC. Must suck. No, the guy's yeah. incredible. Let's get this comment from Kevin. In my opinion, Dustin's decision is decided. Okay, we got some dissension here. AJ, here we go. The Connor fight is a big payday, but Connor's too flaky to bank on. Um, what decides if you? What if he decides to want to fight Nate Diaz or box or retire? Who knows? And uh, Kevin had sent me a message on Twitter today saying, like, what if Connor pulls out of this fight and then Poirier is left with no fight? So. It's risky, right, AJ? But it's a calculated risk, right, to wait for Conor McGregor. for Because basically, Kevin's saying, like, the, the fight might not happen. It's not officially announced, I don't believe. The rumor is July 10th. I don't think it's officially announced. But I'm pretty sure they're going to do this fight. So, I, I mean, Nate yeah, yeah, I don't see that happening right now. Nate's like a guy. If Conor loses this fight, then he could fight Nate again, AJ, right? That's what I think. But, I mean, this is a big fight for Conor McGregor, team, man. If, if it does happen, which it probably will. It's a must-win fight for Conor, AJ. If he loses this fight, man, like, I think his stock's, like, completely – it's already down, like, a lot right now, I think. Um, you know, it's not – it's like this. It's like Conor, man, i got to be honest. He's, like, one of the most special guys I've ever seen in MMA, right? But the last five years, he's been so inactive, man. Super inactive. And he hasn't really performed well in the cage except for knocking out Cowboy in 40s. Like, who cares about that? Like, that, that what does that even mean, right? And that's – I'm pretty sure that's why you bet against him when he fought Dustin again because we hadn't seen him in the cage very much, whereas Dustin had – Tons of fights. Tons, he was getting better while Conor was chilling with his money, which I don't blame him. I mean, we did the same thing, but you know, Dustin was grinding and getting better, right? And then I know you uh, you had a shot on Dustin in that fight. Yeah. Kevin says a uh, bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Falls. I don't know, I, I, Kevin. I definitely respect your opinion, man. But I think most people are actually kind of okay with this because Dustin's one of those guys that, like AJ, he's been in the for over ten years now, right? Like he's never had these huge Bay days. So if I'm him, I think he made the right call, man. What do you think?
1: I mean, I'm fine with it. In terms of, like, Conor being flaky, I mean, I think every time Conor has agreed to a fight, he's pretty much done it. Like, I remember there's the Gaethje rumor, like, where Conor, like, but he got injured or whatever, he broke his hand. Like, this was going back a, a year or so ago before the whole COVID stuff. But in terms of, like, Conor being, like, I guess, quote-unquote, flaky inside the octagon, that's where I maybe Kevin is coming from. Because, like, but it's not – I don't know if it's so much of, like – because, like, again, we know Connor is so dangerous in rounds one or round two, but an interesting stat that was brought up even before the Dustin fight was Connor has not won a fight by finish that has gone past the second round. Obviously, he won that second fight against Diaz, but it goes along with the trend that we've talked about on this very show in the past saying, like, Connor, yeah, he's very dangerous early on, but if you could get him extended, he slows down. We've seen it more than once. And so when we talk about this matchup with Poirier, it's kind of a similar deal. Like, if Connor wins, he could probably win – his path victories win in rounds one or two. I acknowledge that as part of my bet when I was on Dustin, but I was confident in Dustin if that fight got extended, which I thought there was a really real possibility there was, uh, because he had the better cardio, the higher pace down the stretcher. There's also other reasons, and so I don't know that all of a sudden, like, because I saw, I know you saw that interview with GSP and area Hawani, where like GSP pointed out he's like Connor needs to get out of his comfort zone if he
0: wants to get that fire underneath. Yeah because he cannot oh man great just, advice eh that that's I'd I love the advice sorry to cut you off the edge. I just I love that advice because I think that's advice not only could Connor take that I think a lot of people can take that advice um yeah. you don't need people that are gonna always praise you you need people that are gonna criticize you too and people that are gonna push you and say you know what you got to do this differently this guy was he's probably been running his training camp he's probably telling John Kavanaugh, this is what I want to do today and all that stuff so I'm with GSP. And I'm with you. I mean, I think that uh, he grabbed a great point. By the way, I'm looking at the odds right now, AJ, for the troll G minus 140 right now for Connor, plus 120 for Dustin. So he's still favored to win. Fight. I'm not surprised. I mean, listen, lines are not based on what the odds. Uh, it's not really who the odds makers is going to win. It's who they think people are going to bet on and to create two way action. That's really what it comes down to. You. So yeah. people, I think there's a big misconception about that too, AJ. I got to be honest. I talk to. I have a lot of um, friends who are odds makers. And they're like, people just don't get it, and they don't understand what we do. And I'm like, I know, but that that's part of the territory. But in this case, I, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make a pick right now. I have to obviously break this fight down by by uh, by any means. But uh, I, I think the line's kind of accurate. To be completely honest, with you. I'm not saying Connor's gonna win this fight, but most people will probably bet on Connor. I would guess, like most casual fans, they're gonna be like, oh, he's only minus 140. That's to some money on him, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's a good way to create action, and he might win the fight too. I mean, it's very possible, right? It's a great fight. Rachel. told you
1: well it's like last week dude we saw the hype factor is real with these lines you look at kevin holland against eric brunson it was not yeah. a good matchup for holland wow. If yeah. Brunson was able to get his wrestling going he was kind of i mean we saw that like holland yeah of course in, in hindsight he had a chance to win by knockout if, if brunson gassed horribly he could have beat him there but we saw it, it, was, it was the writing was on the roll every every fighter who wanted holland taken down has pretty much gotten him down mirshart yeah. and Stewart, yeah. and you got brunson there who's arguably the best wrestler in the division like so yep. that hype factor, I took an underdog shot on Brunson because the hype will inflate the betting lines, and it's kind of the same case here, like you pointed out with Connor and Dustin.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And I didn't, remember last week you asked me like, what I wanted. I said I wanted as a pick him, AJ, and it ended up closing at like minus one seventy for Kevin. And I was like, I'm not playing him, right? I still did pick him because the age, the reach, all that stuff. But I, I even wrote my breakdown, AJ. I said I'm pretty sure Brunson's going to win the first two rounds by holding him down. I just think Kevin's going to come back late. And Derek Tucek did not gas. And I don't want to talk about that fight, man, because I don't think we should even give Kevin Holland any sort of mention here because that was a really terrible truly terrible performance by him great game plan by Derek brunson he looked great but i mean kevin hall and he needs to see he he, actually he is he's going to see a sports psychologist that's a guy who really needs a sports psychologist aj um he's got a lot he's got a lot of talent right but you can't put it together for some reason man like that was it was very bizarre and um you know we talked about on on, uh, monday with marcel i mean like he does talk in his fights but it's usually when he's winning it's not when he's getting his ass kicked and. Mr. 2-checks Brunson gets another 2-checks. his uh, gets his win bonus, too. Kevin says, Connor talks a lot about fights he did not take. Frankie, um, Khabib, Russia, etc. And he's saying about Holland. I think a lot of Holland actually... Anti-Brunson. Yeah, I agree with that, too. I think, for me, like, you know, I have bet against Brunson a lot in his career. i got to be honest. And I've been wrong a lot, too. A lot of his fights I've been wrong. Yeah. They brunson Brunson. Um, and this was another... I didn't bet against him. I, I, I did pick against him. Um, but, yeah, man. I, I, brunson looked great. I mean, good for him. I'm still not sure if he should have jumped up so far in the rankings, but you know, that's that's something else. That's a different story. Um I should mention by the way, I'm just looking at the odds too and uh Pori my, or, uh, excuse me um Oliveira right now is uh where's this line? It's gotta be there. Yeah, Oliveira minus 140, Michael Chandler plus 120 for that fight. So that's the pedal fight. Again, that's two months out. I, mean, I haven't did my tape study. I I doubt you have and maybe you have. I, I haven't um that's for sure for that fight. But that card Man, that card looks good so far, AJ. Daniel uh, Darius, minus minus one sixty-five right now. against Ferguson plus one forty-five, and then you got Jack Herm- Herm- uh, Hermanson, excuse me, uh, minus one seventy-five against Edmund Shabazian plus yeah. one fifty-five. So, yeah, that's a good card, man. And you know what, Edmund? I mean, he, I think people are going to sleep on a little bit because he looked terrible in the last fight, but don't count him out just yet, guys. I mean, he's a young, talented fighter, man. And that line looks a little long to me. I got to be honest, man. Jack's a great fighter, but in the stand-up, AJ, I see some flaws in his game, right? So. Well, that's a- grappler though. Go ahead.
1: Oh, sorry. I was gonna say that's a perfect segue into this week, right? With O'Malley, like he's coming off his first loss. But you could the thing with these young fighters. I brought it up on my podcast: Dustin Poirier, Max Holloway, Robert Whitaker. They all lost early on in their UFC careers, and look what they became. They became champions and fighters yeah. that we know and love today. There's no reason for me right now anybody could do whatever they want. At the end of the day, but there's no reason for me to write off fighters that are young, super talented because they lose one fight early on. There's always reason to believe that they can improve and get better. So I, I totally hear where you're coming from on Shabazian.
0: Yeah, exactly. Hold on. I'm just to I, I don't know if I can find this anymore, but I wrote an article like five years ago about, I mean, I can find it. Please tell me. Uh, it was an article that said, um, it was at Cage Potato. I don't think this website exists anymore, but it was, uh, I went through, a, this was like maybe eight years ago, something like that. But uh, it was like the top 25 fighters that lost their first career fights. And if you went through that, like, I can't find it and right now. I think the, the website's gone, but unfortunately, you know what, Wayback Machine might have that. Let me Let me take a look at that. I want to see this article because I remember like Rafael de Sanios was on the list. I remember he lost his first fight in the UFC. Um, he lost his first fight in MMA too. So, um, you know, man, you can't write off a, a guy because of one loss. And Max is a great example too. I mean, the first fight with Dustin on the, on the Diaz Condit car. Remember that fight, man? He, Dustin choked him out the inverted triangle. I think it was. Um, Max was about 20 years old. I think four fights in his MMA career. He had no business being in the UFC and, and you saw the improvements he's made over the years. So I'm with you, AJ. I think like, yeah, you know, young fighters can get better. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I can find this website. I'm gonna try, guys. But this is, uh... anyways. The list was interesting, though. AJ. The point is, like, man, there was there was a lot of fighters that you know struggled uh, in the initial stages of their careers, both in UFC and MMA in general, became superstars or 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 champions. So, oh, dude. Uh, C-Bay lost to Struve. In yeah, one of dude, a- I, I, dude, I bet on Struve in that fight. That was a great. That was one of the best bets I ever made. Yep. Wait, did you really I did oh. and you know what's funny Nick Nick uh, is our big boss here at, at Emmy Osbreer so he um his brother um I don't he doesn't manage him anymore but his brother used to manage dba years ago and mm-hmm. like 10 years ago um and Nick was telling me for years he, like when I started this he's like this, is, this guy's gonna be a world champion one day and I was like no, I don't see it at all and I remember when I picked against him, that was like you're crazy and struve finished in the second round it was one of the weirdest fights ever like he was winning and then he gassed out so hard it was the only time I've ever seen a gas in a fight, really, AJ. If you watched that fight, he got tired, which he, that's his weapon, right? That's his biggest weapon. So probably one of my best picks. I mean, it was 2012, if I'm not mistaken, in London or something, Liverpool. a Long time ago. But, yeah, I mean, that's a great example, man. I mean, people wrote him off after that, including me. I mean, i got to be honest. Like, after that, I was like, I don't think he's going to beat these guys like JDS and Roy Nelson. He, he beat them. Like, he killed them. Mark Hunt. I'm like, he's going to crack them, destroy them. So... You're right, man. You gotta you gotta like see the improvements in fighters, right? That's that's one thing for sure. Hundred percent. How will we talk about some of these fights um, for for uh, Saturday? Uh, let's talk about the new ones, though, AJ, because like I you know I talked about uh, the other fights on on Tuesday. Kevin, I'll get your comment in a little bit. Um, let's go through this fight here between Alonzo Mayfield and Fabio Charant. So just looking at the opening line here, guys. The opening line minus two fifty plus two ten. Short notice fight, three days notice for uh, Charant um you gotta wonder if he's gonna make weight he's a big dude he's missed weight a few times in his uh, last couple of fights aj not his last fight but the, the one before that he missed weight so that's something to keep in mind guys um in this fight and menifield's a big dude too. but uh i mean i want to get your thoughts on it man i know my thoughts on this fight i did the tape study last night um what are your, what are your thoughts on this aj you, do you like menifield still or do you, you think sharon's got a chance what do you think
1: I mean, I like Manafield as far as a pick. I'm not going to bet him or anything. Sharon I've I watched his fights. He's, uh, or sure not, excuse me. He's like a southpaw striker, like mainly a boxer, I'd say. He throws with, like, power, and then he'll, like, unload combinations on you. But he'll, like, it's not, like, consistent volume. It's, like, he'll back you up against the fence, and if you're standing still, he'll, like, kind of just unload, like, a flurry on you, basically. Um, ironically, though, most of his wins are by submission. But mm-hmm. when I was studying him, the dude rarely goes for takedowns. And he's not – when he does go for takedowns, he's, like, not a good wrestler. And so he's, like, got, like, a weird fighting style. I mean, he's, like, really young so he could get better. Maybe he's trying to still figure himself out. But um, I like Menafield the matchup, just the, the preparedness, the provenness, just much more UFC see experienced. Um, I mean, you could forgive Fabio for, like, you know, he got hit with a flying knee on contender series, whatever. But it's just he's still a fighter that I still think has a ways to go, as does Menafield But um, I'll just take the more – prepared got those intangibles kind of like what we talked about with dawson and santos last week like yeah close fight on paper but i'm gonna favor the guy with the more intangibles going in his favor and meta yeah
0: well i did my tape study last night this fight guys and um i i was not impressed at all with Sharant, man i wasn't impressed at all aj i'm really wondering why he's in the ufc i'll be honest he doesn't look like a ufc caliber fighter to me i know he won the lfa title guys but it wasn't really impressive his opponent is not a great fighter um this guy is so inactive, AJ. He barely throws punches. He doesn't have any power in his strikes, from what I've seen. He's got no power at all. So he keeps his hands really low, too. We saw him get caught by Khmer um, on Contender Series. And, yeah, you're, it's weird, right? So I'm watching, and I'm like, I'm like I, I assumed he was a striker, right? Before even looking at his record, I'm like, I'm, I'm guessing this guy's a striker. And I watched his fight with Dennis, and he mostly stayed in the feet. And then I watched his other fights, and it's like, he's not a striker at all. And most of his wins are by submission, but he doesn't go for takedowns. The fights just end up on the ground somehow. Like in these transitions and stuff. He gets a guy's back, or there was that one for he rocked the guy and I think he got an anaconda choke it was pretty sweet, but man, I wasn't impressed, AJ. I gotta be honest, man. Like this guy's a fade, guys. He's a fade. This guy, this is exactly like Ty Tubesa and uh Harry Hunsucker last week. I really think it's a very similar situation. I get Charan's a much younger fighter than Huntsucker. He's 26, so he can make improvements, but man, I'm just not seeing it. I'm just not seeing it, AJ. I, I gotta be honest, man. I wasn't I wasn't impressed at all I mean, he definitely is a young guy he can get better, I admit that, and he you know what he does have the cardio advantage. I'll give him that In this fight he'll have the cardio advantage I believe but man I, I don't know i got I have to go with that manifield man. The question is do we lay the juice on him
1: yeah it's not it's not my cup of tea yeah, I'll just kick him out and enjoy it. hey but for last week, just like we said dFs that's always
0: an option so oh he at 8100 <laughs> 8, I believe like, the price is I think is still the same as what he would have fought uh night right so yeah, yeah, man, I I do think this guy's gonna win the fight. It's just it's hard to trust Menfield coming off back to back losses, right? And I was gonna fade him here against Knight. I was gonna pick Knight. So this is this is weird. Um, because I really like Mendefield here. It's just a guy coming off two straight losses. You want to lay minus two ninety on that guy? I don't know. But I gotta be honest, I'm thinking about it because I think he I think he does this dude in the first round. To be honest with you. The, the problem is if he doesn't win in the first round, he might lose. That's what I'm worried about, right? Because he's got about – how much cardio does he have? About five minutes, you'd say, Alonzo?
1: Oh, yeah, about five. He's just all power-based and not not very technical. And, yeah, is a very muscular frame. It's just, yeah, those guys only have so much cardio in them that we've seen time and time again. So yep. he's got the most trustworthy He's a big favorite, but – uh, just like we're talking about with DFS, like I, I would making a lot of lineups, maybe taking some shots on on Fabio or sure not. But wouldn't be the worst thing, but but more so on the Manafield side there. But but no bad for me, no nothing as far as a money line play.
0: Fair enough. Uh, let's get these comments. Daniel says unders and Manafield O'Malley and Michael. Um, probably. I mean, I think those. I don't know if those fights end going on the distance, but I will say the O'Malley ones at one and a half, and I don't know if I want to touch that. Even though I am. Fav- what are you favoring your finish in that fight with uh, Almeida, or more of a uh, decision? It could go either way, right?
1: I think it probably finishes. I mean, on that, he's just been hurt so yeah. many times. And, yeah. yeah. probably.
0: Bro, I, I, I'm so worried about this guy watching his tape back. Like he's in, he gets injured in his fights, man. Like that's not a guy I personally want to lay minus 300 on. I don't know if you touched him here or not. I know you, you'd like to obviously lay juice, but I know, I know you took Luque, um, which I think he's going to win too. We talked about it on Tuesday and they said the Michael boat too. Yeah. That probably should go inside the distance. It's just, it's just everyone's saying that now. That's what always tricks you out when everyone's on the same thing. It's like, ah, You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's it's sketchy. Well, well, one quick thing, by the way, they're saying your pacing is is making him sick, man.
1: (laughs) He did that JK at the end. So I take it. He's being AJ
0: keeps movies. a hustler. Yeah. What were you going to say?
1: No, no, no. Uh, interesting kind of like what we talked about in the past was we we only remember the times where everybody was on the same side and it lost but there's been plenty of times where everybody's on the same side and it comes through i remember against burns the the vast majority of the community was on uzman that came through but then everybody remembers when everybody was on connor against poirier the second time it didn't come through so it goes it goes both ways you know what i mean i gotta be
0: honest man i i really try not to look what other people are doing anymore like i just i worry about myself i know that i do as much tape study as anyone in the world probably like i I bust my ass doing this. I know you do too, AJ. And I trust your opinion. That's why I have, I have you on the show. And I have Marcel on the show. But I do watch other shows, and I'm just like, these guys didn't watch the tape. I can just tell when they're talking about fights, man. And I don't want to call anyone out, but it's like I know what I'm seeing, and I don't need anyone else to kind of give me that. Um, we talked about this last week, with that's uh, reinforcement, right? Positive re- You don't need that, right? We don't need that. Yeah, you know what we're doing here. All this right, guy, Valerie's comment. Hey, Valerie. She says, in Mon- Montreal – Money's coming in a strong. What, what what book do you use? Their values? I guess it's Bodog. Is that what you would use there? Or is there... can you guys can you bet on uh, through the Quebec system? I think you might be able to bet on uh, like the at the uh, like the official government thing. Can you just tell me what that value? I'd like to hear that. And Dale says money comes in a lot. Of, lots of losing fighters. Yeah, I mean there was a there was a fight a few weeks ago. Um, Montana Delarosa against uh, Myro Bueno Silva, right? And I I liked Silva a lot in that fight. And people were like, "You're crazy!" All the money's coming in on. Montana Del Rosso, I'm like, well, I did the tape star. I know she can lie on top for a win decision, but she's going to get beat up bad. And she would have won that fight. She didn't grab the fence. So it is what it yeah. is. But if that's a great example because like, she would have won that fight had not been for the point deduction, which, by the way, I mean, I mean that's, that was a quick point deduction. Like, I'd like to see more consistency from refs. If they're going to take points, do it for every fight. Don't just pick and choose. Like, the fight last week between Bruno Silva and J.P. Baze, Bruno Silva landed a groin kick that wasn't even close to anywhere else than the groin. Then he poked him in the eye right after and didn't get a point. He got a hard warning agent What the fuck is a hard warning? Like, yeah, take, take the matter in your own hands. I'm tired of these referees. Like, like Mark Smith, man. Like, he's got to take these he's, – he's a good ref. He's got to take these fights into his own hands. You can't let the fighters police themselves. This, it's not good.
1: Well, I think the with the yeah. – uh, De La Rosa, she – they took the point because it impacted the takedown. She was going down. Had it, sure. But,
0: but I mean, guys. we've seen that – see it almost every fight. Let's be completely honest, man. Like, we see a lot of cage grabs that don't get point induction. It is what it is. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's a bad point induction. It's a good point induction. But had it not been for that, I think she might have been able to get up. Unlike her girlfriend, Paul, um, what's her name, Gloria DePaula, yeah. <laughs> this girl actually works to kind of get up off her back. Her girlfriend just lost there, <laughs> as we talked about. Um, so yeah, it is I'm- what it is. Anyways. Um... So, yeah, I mean, we're both kind of on men's field here. I mean, I feel like maybe I'm a little bit stronger leaning towards him than you are. And again, it's tough because he has coming off two straight losses and I was going to fade him here, right? But I just think this other guy's not good at all, guys. I got to be honest. I wasn't impressed. There's a reason he was he's on the UFC. That's the thing you got to remember these Contender Series guys. They, they weren't good enough for the UFC to, to get signed straight up. They had to go through the Contender Series for the most part. A lot of the Contender Series guys are kind of losing now, AJ. They're getting up to this level where they're just not good enough now. You're seeing that J.P. Bays last week, <laughs> his wife, Shan. Um, even Kevin Holland, man. I mean, like, we're starting to see that there, there, there's levels to this game, right? And I got yeah. like Brunson. You know, looking back, man, I wish they took them, right? But it is what it is. Yeah. Um. And then the other fight. So we talked about that one. And I, I, I'm assuming you're favoring a KO probably, right? A first-round knockout for, for Menefield. if you had to, like, pick a method. That's what I would
1: guess, yeah. Not willing to put any money on it, but, yeah. That's he's
0: what got I, a lot of power, though, man. I mean, that one fight with that Boatwright guy where he just walked across the cage and knocked him out, that was pretty sweet. You know, he's got a lot of power. But – Man, yeah. even the Paul Craig fight too, where he like landed this weird punch and finished him. It was weird, but it just the the cardio worries me. And also, he's coming off a brutal knockout loss. And I picked OSP in that fight. I mean, Medifield's a guy I'm fading, right? But it's just this is a good matchup for I think. Mm-hmm. The over/under is at one and a half. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I couldn't even touch that. I wouldn't even touch that one. It could yeah. easily, yeah, that could easily like that could easily like actually end right at two thirty of the second round, and no one <laughs> or whatever. whatever it is. Age pushing, yeah, <laughs> definitely. AJ's thoughts on Robertson Maverick. Dude, he likes Robertson, and I don't like her here, but I didn't want to get into it with him because we're in completely different sides of this fight. And I respect <laughs> AJ a lot. I just think he's wrong, but I'm sure he thinks I'm wrong. So, I mean, I can get your thoughts on it, AJ, but I just like, I think that Maverick's just a much more well rounded fighter. I think she's made serious leaps and bounds in her grappling. We saw that against, um, what's her name? Um, uh, can't remember. Uh, uh, Pro Gonzalez. We saw it there. We saw a much improved grappling. Yeah, we saw her striking against Juju, and I know it's a bad opponent, obviously, but man, I I think she looks good. Um, I want to get this comment. Yeah, I agree with you, here completely, dude, but I don't, I didn't want to take it. I just, I don't want to bet on every single fight, you know what I mean? So I just, I passed. There's a bad decision to pass for sure. I agree with you, Dixon, you're right, but I chose to pass. And I, do I regret it? Not really. I mean, it's what it is. AJ did win some money on Brunson, so good for him, but you're right. I mean, I, I, I made a mistake there, but it happens, right? We're human. Robertson. Maybe you see a draw. I don't think so. But yeah, give me your thoughts on this fight. I mean, give me your thoughts. Because I know you like Robertson. Obviously, she does have a top game advantage, but when she's on the bottom, she's terrible, man.
1: Well, one thing I like to say whenever I place my bets, it's not like I I can't see the other side winning. It's just I think that there's value on the line, and that's why I took the bet. Um, If this fight is standing for 15 minutes, I think it'll be Maverick that gets the better of her. She's a Muay Thai striker. Uh, She's a varied striker. Her combination striking is beautiful. I like Miranda Maverick in general, but I'm placing the bet on Jillian Robertson because I think she's a better grappler here. I'm sure Miranda has improved since the regional scene, but there's regional footage of her struggling with the takedown offense. She doesn't really sprawl. And then once she's on her back, she struggles to get up her scrambling ability, her ability, her willingness to dig for an underhook. It just wasn't there against Pro Gonzalez there. And that's something that I just want to bet on. Maybe she's improved in the meantime, but I think Jillian's takedowns. She's got the ability to chain wrestle, trip takedown, single leg, double leg. She's good enough to get the fight to the ground. And she's very good in top position with her guard passing, her pressure, shoulder pressure. And maybe she could work for a finish, if not just win rounds based off top control. So that's the reason why I'm playing the bet. It's like it's a striker versus grappler matchup. So if Miranda's able to get her game going on the feet long enough, does sufficient damage, she could win the fight there. But I think Jillian's going to be able to control where the fight goes. And based off that, I favor her 60%, so minus 150. Yep. And you should be able to have the advantage there. It's the same logic I used for backing Amari Akhmadov against Tom Breeze. I knew that I was I was on Akhmadov. I knew that I was the, the was not a better striker than Breeze, but I liked his ability to get the fight to the ground because we saw Breeze taken down by Allen and, and Nakamura. And I just I tend to cap the fighters the favorite, even if it's slight, if they could control where the fight goes, which is what I see here. Maybe I'm completely wrong on this. Yeah, but yeah. It's something that I'm willing to be wrong on. So we'll see yeah, what anyway, happens. She is an
0: underdog, too. And Kevin's saying Mavs only 23. Yeah, I agree with that, too. I just really like her, man. I got to be honest. Like, I, I like both girls. Don't get me wrong. Just Jillian, she's great when she's the hammer. She's really bad when she's the nail. Like, she's on her back. She has nothing. We saw against Santos. She doesn't have any striking whatsoever. You've seen that time and time. She has no striking, AJ. She really doesn't. But she, I'm, I'm not trying to bash you here, man, because you could be completely wrong. I could be wrong. And AJ's a great better, guys. So, don't just listen to me here. It's great that we're actually um, different on this fight. I don't want to be – I don't want to agree with everyone on everything. You know what I mean? That's not good when you're agreeing with everyone in every fight. Like, that's not good. You want to have some ascension. Yeah. I just think that Maverick is super young. She's getting better. I really believe in this girl. She's someone that I saw in her UFC I'm like, I want to bet her in the next fight. I said that to myself. But I'm going to do it. So I'm probably going to be placing a better. on her. Um, we're a completely different sides. AJ, we'll come in here. We'll talk about it next week. We'll, we'll see how this, uh, this fight plays out. So <laughs> – listen i don't want to be against aj i really like the guy i love his I love his opinion but we're all going to agree on every single fight and this is one where i kind of differ on him so you guys want to give your thoughts i'd love to hear it um i've seen both obviously sides of the coin i just seen too much uh that i just didn't like about uh robertson kind of like the fight with macy barge just backed up against the fence and just got teed off on well, that worries me man i think maverick could do the same thing maybe too so We'll see. We'll see. It's a great fight. I mean, I, you know what? The card doesn't have many fights left. I think well, we have ten fights, but there's some decent fights on here. You know, like some interesting matchups, including this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. O'Malley. What, what
0: about uh, Omar uh, Omar Morales and Shane Young? We didn't topple this fight on Tuesday, with Marcel, because we really had no idea if it was going to happen. So now it's happening. I capped it. I uh, did my tape study. Um, what's up, are You okay? Yeah. No, I'm good. Uh, you... So uh, Morales. I favor him ever
1: so slightly. Like, he's a more technical mm-hmm. striker, I think, and he's going to be bigger here because that last fight against Shikadze was, like, his first one dropping down to 145. Um, and, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what there's a whole lot to take away from the Louisville-Klein stoppage. Like, it's definitely not a good thing that he got knocked out there for the first time. So maybe this is, like, the the first fight where, like, we see Young's durability decline. But he's generally shown to be durable. And Morales, he does hit fairly hard, but I don't think he's, like, the biggest power puncher ever. And so like it could be a fight where I think like Omar is just gonna be landing the harder, more technical strikes, but Young maybe he hangs around and lands more volume. Um, I don't want anything to really do with it from a betting perspective because I think it's gonna be like a competitive striking battle. So we're where neither guy really has like a, a clear grappling advantage. So I I again I favor Morales, but it's just like I like barely, you know, like not not a strong lean. Do you have a, a good take on this one? A, a stronger take, I should say.
0: Well, I did the tape study, and um, I think there's a lot of good points from both guys for sure. I mean, Shane. Uh, we'll start with Omar, uh, Omar Rawls, obviously. Um, he's the favorite here. I do agree; he should be favored to win this fight. I'll agree with you on that one too. He is. Um, I, this, I was seeing a Jack interview talk. Uh, Jack Hermanson in an interview the other day with James. He was. He mentioned a con- I can't remember what fighter. He said, but he said he's like this fighter's a sniper. He waits for the perfect time. This guy's a sniper. Like he he waits and waits. He's not very active with his strikes. I found AJ. He waits for that big shot. And he, if he lands it, man, he's got some power. Um, we saw it against that Harvey Park guy in Contender Series. His fight on Bellator is actually on his YouTube channel. If you go on YouTube, you can watch his fight in Bellator. I think he knocks it out with a flying knee or a head kick or something. Um, it was like a—I think it was a kick. I can't remember now. But uh, he's got power, right? He's got some power. He's training at Sanford. I love that team, by the way. I love the Sanford MMA guys. I love betting on those guys. Burns, Chandler, Usman when he was there. Um, there's another guy in this card. Uh uh, Barrio that I, I I favor a little bit in his fight too so I like that team Like that's a team that I like to bet on right but I have hesitations about this guy here AJ for a few reasons um, first off I think he's 34-35 he's not really a prospect right like he's an older guy for this division that's pretty old like he's one of the older fighters in this division right now mm-hmm. um, he's also coming off a loss in his last fight right to uh, Jiga a guy who is a more technical striker and a more active volume based striker What is Shane Young? He's a volume-based striker. He's going to have more volume in this fight, right? Mm -hmm. The problem I have with Shane Young is, man, the two guys he beat in the UFC, I I watched those fights again. Bro, they they were not good fighters. Like, I'm sorry, but those guys, they had their hands at their waist, and he was just teeing off in their face. I'm pretty sure Morales is going to have his hands higher. He's going to be able to block some of his punches. I'm pretty sure Omar Morales is not going to be dumb like uh, Austin Arnett. And at the last 10 seconds – Come on, man, let's throw down. And he gets dropped with a second left and he lost the fight. That was really dumb. And then the other guy, Rolando D, gassed out really hard and he finished. It was a brutal finish, though. It was nasty. like. But mm-hmm. who's Rolando D? He's not in the UFC anymore, right? So that's the, that's the hiccup here. And I was against uh, him in his last fight. I picked Ludovic Klein, a guy that I really like. Um, I called him by head kick, too. I said he's going to knock, that's what he does in the regional scene. I'm like, he's going to knock him out with the head kick. So this is a tough one for me because I do favor Morales, but there's just, a, I've seen some stuff I don't like about him, man. And I feel like AJ, if he doesn't knock him out, this is going to go to the decision. And what do the judges favor? Do they favor the harder strikes of Morales or do they favor the volume of Young? And that always worries me, man. Whenever the judges get involved, that does worry me. Is that something that would worry you a little bit too in this fight? That the judges getting involved and maybe a bad decision goes against you?
1: Well, very well said. Yeah, that's what it it comes down to. Right. If if I was confident that Morales is going to go out there and knock him out, then like, yeah, I'd be more confident in Morales. But I'm just I'm just not not. like I think it could easily go to a dicey decision where it could be the volume of young versus the power uh, lesser volume of, of Morales, where, again, it just kind of depends on the preference of the judge. You get a judge that favors volume more than the power. Could be looking at a split, there possibly a decision going in favor of Young, so that's part of the reason why I don't want any part of it from a betting perspective.
0: Totally fair. Um, Dale says I don't rate Shane Young. Morales is the vital favorite. Young has more wrong. I agree. I think he should be favored, but there's just there's stuff I don't like about him too. You know, like again, he's not young guys. He's not like a 24 year old. He's 34 years old. He's older than me. Come on, he's older than me, AJ. So I don't like. Is that a guy I want to bet against? Against a young guy, like Shane Young, who's got the volume in a fight that Michael the distance and the judges are going to get involved in. Man. There's been some bad decisions in Vegas lately. Get some more comments here. Dixon says it's a tough one. If you Julian talking about Jillian and, uh, and Raverick. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if she doesn't get those takedowns, it could be a bad, but if she does, she's probably going to win impressively, too. Bison submits Maverick. She gets on top of her. Feast your famine. Yep. Let's talk about this one. It's a great, great comment. The smaller cage. Favors, steeper, and I mean, it's a, It's a great question. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's it, this is another tough fight. I read your breakdown. I respect it. Um, this is a tough fight. I actually agree with everything you wrote. Your breakdown, by the way. I think Stipe is the better fighter. He's the better mixed martial artist. And you know I me, mean, AJ. I like betting on the better, well-rounded mixed martial artist. But in this case, I just think Francis. He's got these bro. He can blow on you and knock you out cold. Like he's got so much. It, the power is the game changer, right? The better fighter, Stepe. If you go, I, I actually wrote my breakdown. at fanatics fanatic staging. It was like striking. I was like slightly towards only slight because of the power but I actually think Steve is way more technical way more volume like he's got the straighter punches no doubt about it more 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 volume but I just I bro he's 38 years old now I worry about the chin a little bit he's been knocked out a few times Francis just has to catch him once to put him out right but if he doesn't put him out he's gonna lose right so it's it's actually kind of like the Maverick Robertson fight in a way um, you know, she, if basically if Robertson can't get the, the take down, she's going to lose. Maverick can't stop Diggard, she's gonna she's going to lose. So it's kind of like that. I know you do like steep here. I totally respect that. This is a fight agent. You're going to see people on the opposite side of the coin. There's no doubt about it. You're going to see tons of smart people on either side. It's really whatever you think, guys. I favor Nagano a little bit, but I totally respect AJ's opinion. You want to talk about this fight agent? I'd love to hear your thoughts on the smaller cage thing and who that favors.
1: Yeah, well, it depends, right? Because the smaller cage, you could use that argument and say, well, oh, smaller cage, Stipe has less distance to close to get the takedowns or get the clinch. But you could also say Engano has less distance to land the big power shot. So I don't know that there's a clear, objectively true answer to that question. It just kind of depends on who – on what exactly happens, right? Does Stipe shoot for the takedown or or does Nganu throw the first punch? Because that's really what it comes down to for me because – you could use you could use the argument whichever way you want, but as it pertains to the matchup, like yeah, I mean, I, to- I totally get it. Everybody on if he wins, it's gonna it's gonna look he's gonna look like he's minus like eight hundred or a thousand or something, or minus five hundred, like the <laughs> yeah. But if Stepe wins, he's gonna look minus five hundred, and I'm getting like you said, I the more technical fighter is Miochich, the cardio that the fighter that has shown the better cardio is Miochich, the more well rounded fighter is Miochich, so. That is the rationale for why I was betting Miocic. If Miocic was priced minus 150, I wouldn't bet him. I got him at plus 140 and plus 130 because I believe that he should be minus 150. And we saw in the first fight, he could win this fight 50, 44 times three on all judges' scorecards. So he, he has a clear path to victory. It wouldn't be this huge shock. I don't think, to to the masses, if Sipe goes out here and wins. But it also wouldn't be a huge shock if Francis goes out here and knocks him out in rounds one or two, because like we've seen, Sipe is hittable, like we saw against Cormier. He can be hurt despite being durable throughout the whole, his whole career for the most part. So it's just a chance I'm willing to take. It could lose, but it also very possibly could win, and that's why I'm, I'm willing to take the chance. And I totally respect everybody on Ngannou as well, so we'll see exactly what happens.
0: I mean, quite frankly, you could say well, literally about any fight, any outcome in any sport. You could win or could lose like it's betting for a reason it's gambling for a reason guys like it's, there's no there's no sure thing we talk about it every week aj me and you're like there's no sure thing and, I, and you gotta have no ego dude i go into this every week thinking i know nothing about these fighters i'm like i know nothing about these guys and then i try to learn more about them right even though i know a lot about them i just i'm like i don't know much i'm a newbie at this i want to learn more about these guys Just us get these comments daniel says steve is more skillful Power's crazy obviously Mm-hmm. other fights playing community yeah it's gonna be like 50 50 um Kenshiro hey Kenshiro what's up man uh he says it's not that we think Stipe is gonna lose like everyone wants uh including the UFC wants the go to win yeah but again we talked about this I've talked about this many times I'm with you on that but like not I'm not saying in this comment in general but in general I find um that now that type of analysis saying the UFC wants this guy to win so he's gonna win that's really lazy analysis I find AJ I just I'm not saying that's what Kenshiro's saying I know he's saying what the fans want to see that but that whole comment of like the UFC matchmakers want this guy to win or this guy's manager is close to the UFC so they've got him a good fight. I don't believe in that stuff man, at all. Like everyone in the UFC is a good fighter for the most part. Not everyone, but a lot of fighters are. Like 95% of fighters in UFC are very good. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about that fight in a second. I'll get Dixon's comment. He says, A theoretically fought flyweight. A would be a big favorite. for every division of variance. Yeah, I, dude, literally I wrote my breakdown today. The first line I wrote was like, this is a high variance fight, guys. Easy passing with that. I mean, it is what it is. It's a pick and fight, man. So I can't blame anyone for taking a shot either way. I haven't made my wagers yet. be tomorrow. But uh, I might play this. I'm not sure yet. I mean, most people would want to have action on the main event. But for me, it's like I, I don't I don't care about the AJ. I just want to have action on fights. That I, I'm very confident someone's going to win, you know?
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, again, like we said, there's nothing wrong with passing. If, if you don't have a good take on it, if you don't have a good read on a fight, yep. there's nothing wrong with passing. Like, like you pointed out earlier, you could still think an underdog is being – Undervalued by the, by the batting line, yeah, but it's still okay to pass. I remember passing on yeah. voices against Bobby Green. I'm like, he's being disrespected here, but I didn't want to take the shot, and whatever he, he came through and, and passed or whatever. But I got to be okay with that decision at the end of the day, and that's that's yeah. what I am
0: so. that's for sure. Let's get this comment. Kit sure says, We're right, we're riding in the Gano hype train, yeah, he's betting on him, obviously. So I can't blame you, man. I mean, it's a pick, it's a pick and fight, basically. EG. You know what I mean? It's like whoever you guys think is gonna win. I prefer. I wish all fights were pickups, man. I, I think that's much yeah. more fun, personally. And you don't have to lay crazy juice, so I like that. Uh, I just got this comment. For, or uh, Kevin says, Francis, round one or two by decision. Maybe. I don't know if it goes the distance again, man. I, I don't think so. I don't think it's going to go the distance again. I think if he wins, he's probably going to finish him late. steeping like just pound him out or something. It could go the distance. I know his last fight did, but I don't know. I'm feeling like this one's going to end inside the distance either way, AJ.
1: It could, yeah. I mean, but the thing, the tricky yeah. thing, about it is Francis has never actually been finished in pro MMA. So while it's mm-hmm. possible, I mean, there's a, it's also possible that, that it goes to decision again. If, if it's steep, maybe coasting. But if Inghano wins, it's much more likely that to come inside the distance. I agree there.
0: First time he fought, like that was the first time he even went the distance too, right? Wasn't it? I, I think so. Yeah. You know, maybe this is the first time he gets finished. It's 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 MMA guys. There's there's so many ways to win and lose, right? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I got this question from Kijiro Tyrone Woodley, a totally uh, TKO hitable no head movement Luke. If Tyrone loses, the fight, I gave up on him. You're taking Woodley. Okay, so we talked about this on Tuesday again with Marcel. Um, I really wanted to like Woodley. Like I at first I'm like, damn, Woodley's plus two twenty. Holy crap, that doesn't make sense. But then you like watch it, and you're like, what is like? There's nothing to like about him anymore. Honestly, he, the only good thing he has is his right hand. Really, he doesn't really wrestle anymore. He doesn't even throw his right hand. So he's saying he's gonna he's gonna go balls to the wall in this fight. His, his backs against the wall, and maybe it is. The problem I have with Luke is it's not his chin. I think he's got a great chin, right? But he's taken a lot of punches, man, a lot of strikes. Like the fight with Nico Price, he ate like 130 strikes or something and survived it. Even that Bar- Brian Barberina fight was a freaking war, man. He got dropped in that fight. He came back and won. The Mike Carey fight was a war. So he gets tagged a lot, but I do trust his durability more in the spot a little bit. And the reason I'm going to pick uh, Vicente is, quite frankly, I think he's the better fighter right now. Um, and he's the much more, more varied striker, too. Like, he mixes in the kicks. He mixes in the punches. He's got those nasty calf kicks. He can, he can land those in this fight, too. And I think his takedown defense looks pretty good, to be honest with you, except for the fight with, I think, Michael Graves, who actually is a very good wrestler takes down a lot of people. Like, he's shown pretty good takedown defense. The Leon Edwards fight, I guess, was another one he struggled a little bit in with the wrestling. But I, I like Luke. I'm pretty sure you bet on Luka here, uh, AJ. And I'm pretty sure you laid the juice. What did you get him at? Minus 230 or something? or 240. 30? 240, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what's he at now? 250, I think. So right in the ballpark. Um, and I'm assuming you capped him at like minus 300 or something.
1: Um, I'd have to go back and check my breakdown for sure. Right but at minus
0: 240, it's the same line, really. So I just, I got to be honest, AJ, I just, there's, I don't see anything I like about Tyron in this fight. And a lot of people are going to back him here because of his name. But like, do you see, again, we have to look at both sides of the coin. Was there anything you saw from Tyron that gave you some hesitation before you did lay the money?
1: Well, well, like we talked about, there's there's risk with this bet. I mean, it's just like if Luke wins, it's probably could can it be because he gets knocked out. I mean, he like you said, he's hittable. He he can be hurt despite being durable, like we saw against Thompson. Uh, we saw it against Edwards, other fights as well. But he's still at the end of the day, he's still never been knocked out in Pro MMA in a, in a large sample size. And he's fought some pretty dangerous people. And the thing with Woodley is like the it's kind of been the same thing he's always had. It's like he's relying on a big moment to hurt you with the right hand. Um, and now that he's seemingly at the end of his career, his athleticism and power has seemingly regressed. He just hasn't, he just hasn't been as willing to engage, you know, even less so recently than he has. In the past. It might be, be a confidence thing. It might, that, that might, that's a uh, purely speculation, but um, that, that is a real thing, I think. So he could maybe knock out Luque with a punch, or he can maybe rock him enough to, win a couple rounds if the judges favor that but like you said luke's just got more tools on the feet he, he pushes the much higher pace i think he will have success with those low kicks woodley stands very heavy on that lead leg he's a better counter striker than than woodley he's more technical so i think luke is just kind of pressure woodley and then it's going to be tough Woodley has to hit hurt him with a big punch to discourage him. Otherwise, I think Luke is just gonna um march him down and, and maybe even get a finish because he is a finisher, he has finished most of his fights as Luke. So yeah, I mean, that's
0: the that's the question here, right? Like, does he finish or not? I think that's the question. Um, I don't know because Woodley's got a great chin, man. He really does have a good chin. He did get knocked by Name Marker. Name Marker was so juiced in that fight, guys. Like he got caught for steroids after that fight. Um, it was a great knockout, though, nasty, nasty knockout. But that was like 10 years ago. And I mean, I know Colby finished him, but it was an injury in the fifth round. To I think it was a broken rib or something. Like that's completely different. So mm-hmm. the question is, is, he finished or not? I'm kind of leaning towards a decision a little bit here, but I think it's going to be like a high volume decision. Yeah, for sure, I agree with that. I mean, I think you know Woodley could hit him back a couple of times, but Luke is better, like more just varied striker, man. Like in more volume, everything. Like Woodley doesn't throw at all, guys. He doesn't throw like and. He doesn't. He doesn't do takedowns anymore either. That's the thing. Like, if he, if you, if he at least had that wrestling, AJ, I'd be like more willing to take a shot at him. But yes, thank you, Valerie. I was thinking that too. It is the Jordan Mean fight, isn't it? I was thinking that. And I know some of the fights with Wonder Boy ended on the ground, but I think he knocked him down to get to the ground, right? So he does have wrestling in his back pocket. But AJ, we we never see it out of him, right? So you can't like. I know a lot of people are calling him a wrestler. I think that's that's kind of a lazy way to to describe Tyron Woodley. Really. I don't think he's a wrestler. You know, I don't really know what kind of fighter he is anymore. To be honest with you, he's used to be a sniper, right? Really. He was waiting for that perfect time, and he was more aggressive. He'd walk across and punch you like the Robbie Lawler fight. He just right. acts against the fence now, man. He, he cowers in his fights. And to be honest with you, it's like he's 38 years old too. He's 9 years older. You guys know I love betting against these older fighters, man. This is... Every week there's a fight like this now, man. Joseph Benavides, Eddie Weiland, every fucking week, guys, there's a guy that was a star 10 years ago, and I bet against him every time. And they usually lose. These are not the same guys that we grew up with watching, guys. Seriously. These are guys that are older and and they're not the same fighter anymore. Dixon yeah. says he's gunshot for sure. Yeah, I think he got a divorce too. Um, that's tough, man. That is tough. He needs the money, obviously. Six figures I get caught. Yeah, I actually have the same feeling. I, I was telling, uh, I think, Marcellus, I was like, I'm pretty sure next week, Adrian, I'm going to write the article saying UFC releases Tyron Woodley for BJ Penn.com. pretty sure I'm going to write this article next week. So, you know, four straight losses. He makes a lot of money. That's a guy that, you know, could go to Bellator, PFL, etc. Um, I think he'll be fine in his career if he wants to keep fighting, but I don't like this fight for him, man. Yeah, it's tough. I feel like Wonderboy. Yeah, he did have one. I watched those, those fights. are crazy, man. To be honest with you, I don't even know if he won those two fights. I'll be honest with you. I think that definitely the second one, he lost that fight, I thought, um, against Wonderboy, the fight at 209, I believe. I don't think I – like a lot of people were split on it, but, you know, he's such a great Like The Darren Till fight, that is a masterpiece, by the way. Darren Till didn't land one strike in like a round and a half. But yeah. Doesn't that say more about Darren just not engaging? Right, like the sense that Luke is not going to stand there and be like scared of Tyron. He's going to march forward and, and try to throw at him. Yeah, at least we don't think so. Castro's right. I mean, Keshiro, there's no. I think we're. I think we all agree that he's he's fought better competition, he's beaten better competition. But I mean, again, this happens every week, guys. Like Joseph Benavidez has fought in better competition than Askar Askarov and Eddie wyman's fought better competition than John Castanada, right? But these are not the same fighters, AJ. This is a young man's sport, you know. Yeah, and these guys are at the end of their careers, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, the competition is is noteworthy, but I don't consider it the end all be all in a matchup because, like you said, a lot of these fighters get these betting lines because of their name recognition, um, not not so much. And in, in it's ironic too because this we think of this sport as what has you done for me lately? Yet people don't always treat it like that. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. It could go both ways.
0: I agree, and and sure, like listen, man. If would be one, I wouldn't be completely shocked because he does not have the right hand, but I j I don't know. I just think Luke has got advantages in a lot of places, but we'll see. We'll see. Um let's see any other comments were there. Nope. Okay, so yeah, I mean, it's just it's an interesting card. There's no doubt about it. I had a little bit of news and stuff to talk about as well, guys. Um they announced some fights the last couple of days. Here's one that uh this yesterday. Misha Tate coming over retirement AJ. This is actually someone I think that was before your time, man. You're kind of a newbie to this thing. So she retired actually a little before AJ started betting on this stuff. Nisha is a, a fighter I respect a lot. I mean, I've known her uh, for years in Strike Force, man. And she's a great fighter, right? But hasn't fought in five years. Now she's coming back. She's delusional, bro, guys. Like, she's delusional. She's like, I'm going to go beat Amanda Nina. She's crazy. She's going to, she might lose this fight to Mary Renault. She's fighting Mary Renault in, in July. Mary knows that she's a she's badass, dude. She did lose against Chason. I liked Chason in that fight, but it was a it was a competitive fight. She did lose, but she performed well for someone her age, 43. She's gonna be 44 in this fight. It's the final fight of her career. i got to be honest, AJ. I hope Misha K opens is a huge favorite so I can take a shot on Renault. Because I I <laughs> want to bet against Misha. Five year layoff. Five year layoff. And, and what's her tough. best attribute? Her grappling. And what's Renault good at? She's pretty good at takedown defense. So what are your thoughts on this announcement, man? It's kind of surprising, right? Well, it's it's ironic.
1: The the very first UFC event I watched for pay per view main card was Misha Tate. Misha Tate was fighting Raquel Pennington on that card, UFC 205.
0: 205.
1: Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's pretty funny how that all works out. But it is, well, I do disagree with you. I don't think Renault has the best takedown defense. And Tate is a pretty solid grappler. She's a really solid grappler, actually. So it's interesting that they're giving her this matchup in the return because this is supposed to be Renault's retirement fight. This is Tate's comeback fight. But I think you pointed out on Twitter, it's interesting. Tate is only thirty-four, so like she's not. She's certainly you know on the on the younger side for sure. All things considered. But like she's got the takedown, so this is like a winnable matchup for her in that sense. But of course, you you there's the risk if she hasn't fought in so long. Uh, you, you mentioned the motivation, where is that at? So on the other side, you you could say it's a winnable case for Renault, who's been much more active, um, you know, that sort of thing. So it, it's interesting that they're giving her this match, but I think they might be giving it to her based on what Renault told them and based off the fact that it's a, a favorable matchup for her for Tate on paper. Uh, and it could tell it can maybe tell the matchmakers where exactly Tate is at in terms of like a future. So.
0: I agree with Kevin. He says, I think she don't, I don't know if she dominates her. I have to look into the fight. I honestly haven't even looked at her takedown, de- like uh, the takedown defense enough. I got to see the way Tate takes people down. I know she used to be called takedown Tate. Does she even have that ability anymore? I remember the fight with dude against Raquel Kane. She looked washed up against Amanda Nunes, She looked washed up the fight with Holly Holmes. She was getting her ass kicked and came back in the fifth round of one. It was an amazing comeback, but I've seen this girl lose so many times, man. Cats and Gano destroyed her. Like she's, she's taking a lot of damage. Ronda Rousey broke her arm twice. I think like She's taking a lot of damage. Five-year layoff. I—that's something. AJ, I bet against that every time. You know me, man. I hate the layoffs, man. The only fighter that that kind of bucked that trend was GSP when he fought thing or Cruz when he fought Mit But in general, AJ, someone who's off four or five years—that's someone you want to bet against. Someone who's been inactive. Someone who hasn't been training. She's back in Vegas now. She's living in Vegas, but she was in Singapore for a while with one F one championship. She was uh, executive for them. She started her family with her husband. Uh, I think his name's Johnny Nunez or something. He's. He's a fighter too. Um, and Kenshiro, I know what you're saying about these, these pictures and stuff, man, but I can't I can't put those comments on the screen, bro. If people really <laughs> want to see that, they can find that stuff themselves, man. Come on. Um, but yes, that stuff does actually exist out there. Um unfortunately, she was she was part of the Fappening, so it's unfortunate. But uh let's talk about a few other fights here, um, AJ. Just a couple of fights that Marcel has on his page here. Mr. sure Marcel's not here today. Get these comments quickly. He says uh, Marion's too old. You're burning the your money. Under. Yeah. Again, I haven't even looked into it, so I gotta look into it personally. I'm talking to Kevin there. Wasn't that good in your prime? Can't imagine skill set. <laughs> Straight at him. Me too. But we, we love everybody here, man. Doesn't matter what your sexuality is. Anyone who loves MMA is welcome in this podcast and in this chat room any day of the week. Let's go to some fights here. AJ, talk about a couple of them. I just saw this one announced, man. This is a great fight. Um, we don't. Have, we have ten minutes left, so we'll just go through them really quick here. I was, me and Marcel was talking about this guy. I was like, "Yo, where's the mirror?" Ismagulov. Now he gets a fight. Now against so this guy Rafael de Turn Alves. I mean, this is a great matchup for uh, Ismagulov. Just, I, I have, I didn't even had time to break the tape down. I can tell you right now, this guy's gonna win the fight. Like, I'm very <laughs> high on this guy, AJ. I, I'm pretty sure you are too, right?
1: Dude, I am too. I wrote him up in one of my prospects to keep an eye on article for MMAOB. I'm, I'm the th- The only thing that concerned me about him was was the fact that he is inactive. Yeah, the layoff. Yep. And then, yeah, and that he's not the most dangerous finisher. But you you watch the guy on tape, like we see, he is so skilled, so well rounded. Like this guy is arguably the brightest prospect at one fifty five. So I am. This is a guy who has a win over Tiago Moises, which in thirty twenty seven, by the way, I believe he had a clear win over Moises, and that aged very nicely, obviously. So this guy is tremendously talented. I'm really looking forward to this, and it's almost like the UFC is is in a way giving Elvez a difficult circumstance here, based on the this weight
0: weight, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's, this is really interesting matchmaking. So I had I the previous <laughs> they're, one. I-
0: they're, they're punishing this dude, man. They're like, you miss weight. You're going to fight the top prospect in the division. Now I'm with you. though. I'm looking at Demir's record. It's a lot of decisions. We saw that in this UFC, but I mean, like you said, the fight with Moises, that looks really good right now. Right? Like that looks really good. So yeah, yeah I like this guy. I gotta be honest. Let's go to some other fights quickly. Uh, Randy Brown, Charles, Ar- <laughs> or, sorry, not Charles Olivera, Alex, Cowboy Oliveira. Two guys, they're kind of flaky, man. Like, they're great when they're the hammer, bad when they're the nail, AJ. This is kind of a close fight, man. What do you think of this one?
1: Yeah, um, didn't this one get uh, announced before? But it got scrapped. Wasn't it uh, Ramazan Karmaga-Madoff stepped in for Randy Brown? Yeah, he
0: was supposed to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was supposed to fight Alex Alder, and the fight got, I guess, changed now. They rebooked it. I don't know about Ramazan. I think he had a bad weight cut. I I remember we liked him. I think we both liked him in that one, right? At a a Mm pickup price. Anyways, this fight, yeah, I mean, it's... This is another pick'em fight, really. I think, like, I don't know if I have a strong lean. I have to look into it. But you have a strong lean? No, I, I really don't. Cause like, <laughs> not the most reliable guys. So yeah, I'm pro- I'm gonna do my homework on
1: it. But I'm more, am much, uh, I'm very unlikely to have a, a bet here. So yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Dwight Grant, Stefan Sulovich. I'm very high on Grant. I think he's pretty good. I don't know too much about Sulekic. Can't remember him too much. I'll up- look at a little Stay. bit more. He did fight yeah. once, right in the UFC, I think. Yeah. Against Ramazan Emiev, yeah, a- yeah, that guy's per- that guy's tough to beat, man. He is uh, Aniev. He's yeah. like uh, kind of like that like grinder type that doesn't finish. He's kind of like Ismagulov almost a little bit. Mm-hmm. It kind of points you. Um, this fight, man. I mean, the losers get cut on this one. I'll tell you that right now. I'm surprised yeah. that uh, the 0-2 for him. He got robbed though in that one fight with Pi, but I thought he won that fight. A lot of people did. Um, man, he's got some nice wins on his record, but this are some great wins. But uh, this guy yeah. Rivera 0-3. He's looked terrible to me. Um, Again, I have to look anywhere because I know he has a long reach, this guy. He's gonna have the size advantage, but I have to look anywhere. I mean, but this guy I think is probably gonna be the favorite the Jumagulov. Probably.
1: I had a bet on Paiva and I kinda thought Jumagulov won. (laughs)
0: Thanks. Makes you feel better. No, really. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a pickup fight. I'm like, I really like Jumagulov here, like all that experience. Then I was like, that's okay. Listen, the judges are gonna it goes back, it goes both ways, AJ. Sometimes you're gonna get decisions to go against you and they're gonna go for you sometimes. It usually yeah. it usually evens out, i'll say that
1: mm-hmm.
0: this yeah. fight's interesting because trindol is moving up in weight he's coming off a great win over jai herbert the fight where dan hardy freaked out at herb dean the infamous fight on fire island yeah. And Muslim salikov is uh like a huge guy with big striking look at the age of these guys um charles 43 42 30 43 and muslim is uh 20 what 26 27, or 36 excuse me so these are older guys um Man, this is a, this is an interesting fight. I gotta be honest. Like Salco is a guy I'm pretty high on. Oh, this striking. He beat that guy, uh, Lizev Zaleski, de Santos, and Loriano Storopoli. He's a great. Those are good wins. Um, but Trenaldo's a beast. He's a guy who's beaten everyone. Grandpa Trenaldo, they call him right. Like he's been in the UFC forever. Any thoughts on this fight? I Man, I like the matchup. It's interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like Stryker versus Grappler, right? If, if Trinaldo could get him down, he could make it a bad fight for Salakov. But if Salakov keep it standing, yeah. he can't get Kung Fu for a reason. So I, I think it's interesting. Well, and even Trinaldo said after in his post-fight interview last time that he was going to move up to 170. He had a weight miss there. I guess it's just his body just can't make the cut to 155 anymore. But the guy's a freak, man. The guy is just still performing at a high level even at his age. So God bless him.
0: Yep, I agree. We've got a few more men series going through a couple more. we talked about this fight already. Yep. This fight got moved. This fight's new. So they, they they rescheduled Knight for two weeks. I think he got COVID or someone in his team got COVID. So they just rebooked him against Dad and Jung. I'm kind of surprised that this fight got booked so soon. Like, or he's finding, okay, so J- Shamil Gatsimov was supposed to fight Jung. Okay, that makes more sense. So Knight's pulling in for him. He's already trained. So he, they, they'll both be in good shape. I got to be honest, man. I thought this guy might have lost to Sam Alvey in his last fight. So, like, that really worries me just off the bat. I again, I need to look... Every matchup is different. I'll always look at both guys in every matchup, but that really worries me. I'm not going to lie. Someone who's going to lose the same like if you look at the judges, I decision, like the judges had it a draw, but most people thought Alvy won that fight. So I don't know. I mean, I like Knight a little bit, but I have to look at this fight. Any thoughts on this at all? <laughs> I mean, not really. I just, I saw it was booked and I was, I was just kind of surprised like
1: you. I mean, I got to look into it more. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just like again, it's just it came out of nowhere. Like, this isn't two weeks, so weird. Um, this yeah. fight, obviously, we got this one. Johnny Munoz, it's funny because I thought this was Misha Tate's husband. So I messaged his cold. I'm like, well, they, they signed Misha Tate's husband too, but this is is that, his name's Johnny Nunez. This is Johnny Munoz. <laughs> I know, right? So he lost to, I think he lost to Seth Manis. I think I can't remember now. This Jamie Simmons yeah. guy got knocked out brutally by Giga Chakatsi. God's that, yeah. The loser of this fight's getting cut. Um, this fight's been rebooked. Awesome. <laughs> nice. This one's this is a weird fight, too. I and mean, This is basically saying, let's see how good you are, man. Let's see how good you are, André Muniz. Let's see how good you are. Um, because he's taking on a guy in Ronaldo Jacare, who's a veteran of the sport. But the thing is, they're trying to see, does he have anything more than his ground game, Muniz? Because we know he's got a good ground game. We saw against Bar- Bartosz Rabinski, right? Does he have striking? We're going to see it in this fight, AJ. Any thoughts on this one?
1: So I was wrong here. I actually thought the UFC had cut Soza. When I saw this matchup announced, I was like, oh, so he's still on the roster. But this could be the fight where if he loses here, because mm-hmm. uh, he's another guy that gets paid a lot of money, I'm sure. Maybe in the six uh six figure range. So I would assume so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Muniz he, he's looked solid so far. Uh he's got a, a cardio issue and a takedown offense issue, but um it's interesting. Like, yeah, Muniz, it's it's one of those fights where it's like it does so much for Muniz if he wins. It's like but it's very risky for Soza. Like, Soza does not have, like, you know, I, I'm interested to see what these odds are because I think that is obviously the much more proven guy. So it's a true uh, up-and-comer versus veteran type of matchup, just like Soza's last one.
0: <laughs> for sure. Um, got a minute left here. I think that's it. Oh, this fight's pretty interesting. Dusko and Patolo. like that fight. Someone's probably going to get finished in that fight, I've to guess. This is another good fight, too. Naaman, and um Backoff. Good fight. This is another <laughs> good fight. Great fight, man. This one. Yeah. Striker grappler. There you go, baby. Striker grappler, right? And We'll see who wins. I mean, Tim Elliott's pace is just amazing, but that guy's striking is good. And then this fight, that fight's going to suck. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. It's going to be boring as hell. Over 2.5, AJ, in that fight. I'll tell you that right now. That's it for today, guys. Really appreciate it. AJ, plug your stuff, man. You got one minute left. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was awesome doing this with you. Uh, AJ underscore S-C-H-U-L-L-O on Twitter, right on the Lower left-hand corner, uh, right for MMAOB, RotoWire, Wire, and uh, now Fantasy Pros. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and uh, looking forward to doing this again.
0: Yep, yep. Ages doing the NBA, and I, I gotta be honest, man. As a Raptors fan, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't trade Kyle Lowry today. I think they should have. I think it's a mistake. They should have got some assets for him. But it is what it is. You Guys can follow me on Twitter at Martin Podcast available, uh, maodsbreaker is our YouTube channel, and then all the links are below. Someone's asking other day, Spotify, uh, iTunes, all those places are all there. Stitcher, I think too, like all those places. So. If you want to uh, just listen on, like, if you're working out or if you're going for a walk or something, you can download the podcast. Um, You guys can also find me at BJPen.com, myandmainnews.com, Fanatics app, and uh, Elite Fantasy, Elite Betting. Tomorrow I'll be uh, giving up my bets for the card and my DFS plays with Duke, 4 p.m. Eastern, for my podcast at Elite Fantasy. AJ, thanks again, man. Have a great day, guys. I'll be back Monday with Marcel. Peace.